Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radioland. This is Those Muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. And I'm Pete. And this is episode 105. And let me begin straight off the bat by saying you'll definitely want to stick around all the way to the end of this episode because we have a very special song for you sung by none other than Wesley himself. That's right. In the midst of the apocalypse, it's good to see that Wesley's chugging on like normal. Although, to be fair, the apocalypse came to Wesley's family years ago. Have you seen their house? Yeah, I have. I've, <laughs> I've, st- I've stayed there overnight. Many times, actually. I've written so, stories about it. So Apocalypse Wesley's house is not going to look much different from pre-Apocalypse Wesley's house. I bet there'll be an improvement because there'll be like fewer Mormons coming over and having his uh, dad like shoot at them and spill their guts all over the yard. Do actual Mormons try to come to that place? According to Wesley, uh, he says that they have, uh, in his words, Oh, all those goddamn Jehovah's Witnesses coming by again. So I don't know if there are some or not, but he claims there are. I like how in the Church of Jehovah's Witnesses, Wesley's house and homestead must be known as like their test of faith. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, if you have the, the faith of a mustard seed, you can um, get to his front door, knock on it, and run. And not get shot, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so we're in the apocalypse right now. Um, the coronavirus uh, is spreading unimpeded throughout the American heartland. Uh, and excitedly... I'm living in the epicenter of it right now. Apparently, New York has as many cases as in some entire whole countries. And yeah, the cases yeah. are doubling, like, daily. Yeah, like, uh, the deaths racking up. The um, people that are infected are racking up. I saw this uh, wonderful um, homage to, like, Yakko doing all the countries of the world. It's yep. like that, but every time he names a country, there's, like, an explosion in the number of um, people that are infected pop up. Mm. And I realized how crazy out of date it is because in America, there was only like uh, 4,000 or so when he did it. And today there's uh, 51,000 and rising. Well, so, and even that number is going to be out of date soon because all 51,000 of those people probably came in contact with lots of other people. And my favorite um, example of that, you know, um, Rand Paul? Yes. The, um, the asshole, asshole libertarian senator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Rand Paul, uh, a week ago... Uh, got tested for the coronavirus, right? He was worried enough that he thought to get tested. And then he did nothing to quarantine himself, and he just kept hanging out with people all week long before they got back to him with the results that, yes, he is positive for coronavirus, so he's just asymptomatic right now. So every single person he came in contact with over the last week now has to get tested too because you're infected for a long time before you realize, oh, I have it, and everyone you come in contact with can get it from you during that time. Well, uh, it's really funny because uh, that, if anything, represents the libertarian viewpoint of fuck everyone else. <laughs> it's having the virus and just walking around while you're waiting for test results to come back. This is literally the first time a libertarian ever gave any anything to anyone. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking selfish bastards. Yep. So, uh, what else? Um, Mitt Romney went into um, quarantine as soon as he found out that he could have it. And he probably does have it because he's been in contact with Rand Paul, right? And as soon as Trump found out about that on live TV, he was like, oh, that's too bad. He was acting all like smug and smarmy about it. He was so happy that Romney got the disease. And well, he couldn't thing. even contain it. Um, this, this, all right, so right now, so basically, if you're listening to this huddled from your, huddled in your basement, you know, afraid to go outside because you're quarantined, um, here's kind of how it's going right now. Um, everyone else that jumped on the testing is, is doing better because once you're able to test people, you're able to quarantine them and then begin treating them before they go, they get really severe, right? Right. But we're not testing people 
um, because the federal government is kind of not doing anything because originally our president said this was a democratic hoax and then he said he didn't want to test people because he thought high numbers would look bad for his reelection campaign. So basically <laughs> the virus has been spreading unimpeded and anytime you hear numbers, oh, there's, there's 100 here, there's 4,000 there, the actual numbers are th- going to be hundreds or thousands higher because no one's being tested. Right. We don't, ha- like, the best tests in the world take, like, a week to get any results. Well, not in the world, in America right now. It takes yeah. a week to get results back. That's why Rand Paul's test took a week before he found out that he had it. And Trump knew about how serious this was back in January. And I think it was back in 2015, um, like, a scientist came forward and said, look, this is something I realized recently, and you should all take it very serious, because uh, if a disease started in China, everyone in the world's going to get it, and let me show you how that'll happen, but if we start today, we can prevent that from happening, but I guarantee you, after this, people will start doing stuff about it, and do you know why I say that? Because their grandparents are all going to die? Because it's fucking the Dow up something fierce. Billionaires are losing millions of dollars, and that's going to make them very sad. Yeah, so it turns out. It turns out. Uh, I like what someone said. They go. Turns out, um, rich people don't create wealth. It's us. <laughs> when you know all those job creators, they don't do shit when the chips are down. Who's still going to work? We yep. are the people. We do. We do. Yeah. So. Uh, because this is hitting them where it hurts their money, they're definitely going to make sure this shit doesn't happen again. They're going to do whatever it takes. Because as soon as they find out, oh, this will actually affect my bottom line, and they yeah. ain't letting that shit happen again. Well, before we get there, um, right now uh, we're we're they're talking about this is going to go on for months because we still haven't hit. We're still like two two to maybe three weeks away from like hitting the you know hospitals are overrun kind of like Italy you know yeah, we're trying to prevent that from happening and that's what all the social isolation is to prevent us from hitting the point where because everyone's gonna get it eventually or be exposed to it in some way we're just trying to prevent it from all happening, happening all at, at once, the same yeah. time so like with Italy right now basically so many people have it that they're taking people off respirators they're triaging people and going uh, you're gonna die because we got to give this respirator yeah. to someone else that has it's, a better chance at making it it's the actual death panels they talked about that um, would happen in America if Obama became president, remember? Like, you know, a, a council of people sitting around deciding who lives and who dies. You know, those already exist in hospitals, right? There's a yeah. whole risk thing for surgeries and other types of, um, what do you call it, and doctors decide if you're too high risk to do an operation or a, a thing on or not. Yeah, it happens yeah. every single day. The uh, Yeah, because we have way more people that need organs than we have organs, so right off the bat, we have to decide who lives and who dies, yeah. and they just sort of do risk assessment. But this is this is risk assessment. This is triage assessment. on a really, really hard scale. People that would yeah. otherwise might live if you had just enough respirators, if you had enough of a um, medical, you know, enough doctors and nurses in beds, but you uh, don't. Oh, you know the type of mask you have to wear to... Um, not catch the coronavirus is you know the same types of masks that like painters wear right where yeah. you can't breathe you can't inhale stuff uh, hospitals are running out of those oh, yeah. because uh fuckwits are going out there and like mass hoarding them so um, you only need one of them yeah but people are buying like enough to last their family for generations to come and they're just like keeping them in their basement. And so people are trying to start putting out PSAs saying, look, if you did this, please consider donating them to hospitals because they would get them from the same, you know, uh, supply chain that you got yours from. But now they can't because you bought them all. Yeah, my, oh. uh, my sister is a, uh, a ICU nurse in California, and she says their hospital only has two weeks worth of the kind of masks and stuff they need. 
Oh, shit. They have a two-week supply. Uh, speaking of um, supplies, I went on Amazon just out of sheer morbid curiosity to see if I could buy uh, hand sanitizer, right? Yeah. And it does not say sold out across the board. That's what surprised me. It's like, oh, none of these say sold out. But if you click on them, it's like, you know, your product will arrive in September. I'm like, oh, I see. Yeah. I see what they're also, doing. Also, I don't know why hands just use soap or alcohol or um, I, I high-test high test whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Like, I actually don't like hand sanitizer. It always leaves, like, a film or a foam on my hands. So it's like, yeah. ugh. Plus, you can just you can craft your own. Just use, like, aloe vera and alcohol. Buy some Evan Williams, some Goldschlager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so people are acting stupid. And then on top of that, the government is not responding uh, to the point in which the um, president told people they could take this type of, I guess, anti-malarial drug to prevent it, that it what? would be a wonder drug. And this couple in Arizona took it, and one oh, of them no. died, and the other's in the ICU. So Trump just killed two people? Yeah. and, and the, the fucking the wife, job, you fucking fascist asshole. The wife is going, don't believe what he says. He's a liar. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. If only that bitch would listen to our podcast. If oh, God, like fucking Hillary Clinton wouldn't have gotten a couple killed by saying, oh, all you got to do is go out there and take this magic pill. I got it from the same guy that sold me these magic beans. But I, oh, those magic beans. Oh, those were very nasty beans. They grew Eric. I mean, I know we can't talk about openly assassinating sitting members of the government, but can we hope that members of the government get this disease and then die oh, from it? Would it be considered uh, threatening um, the U.S. president to say, I hope Trump takes his own advice? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> He's threatening himself. Sir, we have to take you down. <laughs> I'm just going to pop this anti-malarial disease. The Secret Service has to tackle him. Well, no, I was going to put it in a chicken nugget. So it gets even better. So in the midst of all this, all these douchebags go down to Florida for spring break, and they're all on camera going like, well, dude, you know what? It's life. If I get it, I get it. But, like, I'm not going to cancel spring break, man. And now a bunch of them are testing positive for it. Yeah, no shit. Like, uh, they went out into a giant virus soup when they did that, and it's going to be out there in those waters for a while. You know, me, like, and my, uh, me and my lovely girlfriend were talking about visiting the beach, and, like, if you kept social distance, if the beach would be safe. And then I just looked out at the ocean, and I go, yeah, but if we're all splashing around in the ocean, the ocean is kind of throwing the water that we just splashed around and back on us. It is kind of like a little virus pool. I had some people I was going to go to the beach with for... Um, for spring break and uh, those plans did get like canceled before this whole thing came out but like even then i was talking to them after it and i'm like oh do you think you know like right now it would still be a good idea since uh spring break was back then spring break had was doubled from like one week to two weeks i'm like well we can you know now that there's going to be so much more time do you think there'd be time to like nah and then they talked me down from it pointing out exactly what you and um your girlfriend discussed which yeah. is that um everyone's going that goes out there's going to get infected it's like oh yeah good point yeah, but, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's the difference between discussing things in the hypothetical and actually doing them, right? Like, it's okay to talk about stuff and be like, would this be a good idea to, like, hit myself in the balls with a hammer? No, I don't think it would be. Glad we had this talk. Well, it's really exciting. Versus that... all these kids over here that are like, yeah, far out, man. I feel kind of like... Ow! I, well, I feel like... Well, I should say... I feel, the virus doctor that is on Trump's virus response team has got to feel like the guy from the Terminator movie where he's trying to explain to the cops what this thing is, and they're like, but seriously, there, come on. There is no just, tomorrow! <laughs> yeah, fucking... No, that's from Rocky Three. <laughs> there is no tomorrow! No, it is. No, I'm talking about the one where he's going like, it's it, it's he will kill her. It's what he does. It's all he does. He can't yeah. be stopped. He can't be reasoned with. 
Like, it's that's that's our Ferrari right now. We're trying to tell people you can't reason with this virus, and everyone's like, "I'm sure we can reason with it. It'll be fine." The um, and the oh idea that like being young protects you. I'm like, nope. It no, absolutely that just does not. That just makes you asymptomatic longer. So you spread it to grandma and grandpa, and then well, you also, get to uh, attend their funeral. But the other thing about uh, it is social distancing. This is on, a super, on Skype. This is a super new virus, so we don't know. This is doing some really, and this is where I get morbid because I love studying viruses and their effects on um, societies. This is very yeah. interesting. Um, it doesn't just attack yeah. your lungs; it actually is causing multi-organ failure. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. why like even healthy and young people can suddenly die because there was one reporter for what was it NBC? Like a young guy, like in his thirties, forties, he got it and just died like a couple yeah. days later. And the more people that get it, uh, the more was... virulent it can become, and like the more form like that was that yeah, was what was formidable. so deadly. Yeah, that was what's so deadly about the um, the Black Plague, Yersinius pestis, was that we had the right amount of population density. And it actually had, like, uh, there was, like, bubonic plague. There was the septic plague. Basically, it had, like, three different forms that you could get. So it was, like, it had, like, multiple entry points. Um, and some of them, like, the septic type of bubonic plague, of uh, the plague, would kill you within, like, 24 to 72 hours. So people would be like, I'm going to work! And then, like, they would just come back and be like, I'm dying. <laughs> like, it was that quick. They'd be like, I just saw John and he went to work! And he came back and died! Before he, he came died, back though, and he... his head fell off! Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and then he spit a bunch of black blood straight into my mouth. Guess I'll be fine. I'm young. <laughs> I think I'll go to the pool. Yeah. Or I the think beach. I, I'm going to go, no, I'm going to go to the town fountain and wash this all off. Oh, no. No, it's fine. I'm young. I'm young. You know what? I'll be fine. Grandma, Grandpa, let me borrow your drinking water. I'll give it back to you. I won't drink all of it. Yeah, man. Fucking people right. are stupid. Also, pneumonia is bad for anybody. It doesn't matter how like young and strappingly healthy you are. Yeah. So speaking of pneumonia, you do realize that this is a major like historical event we're living through right now, right? I know. Like, I got to start. In 30 I, years, people are going to be asking us about it. Is it so dumb that like I'm like, I'm so glad I'm doing a podcast. Also, I need to start journaling. I mean, I've been journaling for a while. You don't? I, Wait, I, I going to? Yeah, I journal off just like I was going to get in shape. <laughs> Fair point. Um, yeah. <laughs> trying to so far, the only thing I've managed to do is quit things. I quit journaling. I quit tobacco. Like I quit eating healthy. Well, at least at least you quit tobacco and you stayed off that. Oh, now my God. To... Oh, my God. I was just talking about that. I go, you know, you and I used to be pretty heavy tobacco users. You smoked. I dipped. I dipped and smoked at certain points. How yeah. lucky are we that this is we have just quit using tobacco right before, like, the biggest fucking pandemic the world has seen in many, many years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have access to tobacco for a while now, would we? Well, I mean, we'd still have access to it. Just it would lower our immune systems, and that's why oh, I'm not. That, ah, yeah, that's true. You know, speaking of, and this is like the shitty part of Corona, is that people that have fully recovered from it have, uh, it's reported that they have reduced lung function. Yeah, some people lose like, twenty to thirty. Some people have lung scarring. Um, there's a lot of yeah reduction so, in lung function, and that means that if I get it, like my lungs are already like as bad as a you know, long time, uh, a retiree coal miner, right? Uh-huh. Like I, they don't have that much function left to give. Have you now, here's a, my, have you been to a doctor about your lungs and just had them look around? Uh, no, I don't believe I have. I'm trying <laughs> to remember. You should go to a lung doctor and be like, Hey, is this cool? How am I doing? How am I doing? <laughs> I mean, not right now. Stay the fuck away from doctors unless you have to go. Like That's I'm doing true. a, don't want to overwhelm. I'm system, doing a video but... conference with my doctor about my blood pressure medicine tomorrow. And I want to be like, Doc, what's the point? You have way better, way more important things to do. 
I mean, maybe, but uh, if you can get them, get them. You, yeah. you need to make sure that your blood doesn't make you explode. So. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I still have my meds. I think she just wants to check in to make sure that, yeah, my meds aren't going to make my blood explode. Because mm-hmm. that's what happens with blood pressure, right? Your blood explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exploding it's, uh, blood. It's kind of metal. That's why they send people with, like, high blood pressure to, like, fight vampires, because you act like little time bombs. The vampires <laughs> come at you, and they go, blah, and then, like, you, your blood explodes in their veins. Uh, we should start a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. We are not medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken <laughs> for actual medical advice. Go talk to your doctor. Don't listen to us. Go uh, go talk to either your doctor or Wesley, because he'll also give you advice. <laughs> but my problem is I keep reading uh, I keep reading stories by people who, like, have the coronavirus, and it's awful because I always read the stories. This guy's like, I was a, I won Olympic gold medal in swimming last year. And let me tell you. And then he's like, I can't hardly move. <laughs> I can't. I wheeze when I walk. And I'm like, damn, this guy. That's like, he has it or this is post having it? This is after he has it. Like, he's gotten over it. Like, well, fuck. <laughs> right? I don't want to get this now. Like, yeah, before I was all like, it'd be like the flu. I'll be fine after. That's mm. what everybody said. And I'm like, you won't. It's not. You won't. You fucking idiots. Like, this guy is an ex-Olympic athlete. He actually took care of his body. And he's like, and I barely made it. And I'm like, well, then I'm fucked. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is a good thing that we're both, like, not smoking anymore, because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got to stop eating. I hate it now, but I'm trying to do enough push-ups to counteract all the cheese sandwiches I've eaten. Because I'm like, I got to get in better shape quickly. I got to be an Olympic athlete, so when it hits me, I won't die. I have, like, a bruised bone in my foot or a cracked bone, or I don't know what's wrong with it, but I haven't been able to um, uh, have, like, my foot at certain angles for uh, about a month now. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been able to do push-ups per se. I could do like, you know, what they call lady push-ups where you're like down on your knees. That's fine. But uh, I mean, I guess, but it's like I need to be able to do like proper push-ups. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. Uh, whatever injury happens to you right now, that's you yeah. for a while. That's true. <laughs> I know it's terrible. It's just like, listen, man, you break a pinky. <laughs> that's it. That's you. You got, you're the guy with the weird pinky for at least a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, I need to get back into doing sit-ups because remember I told you, yeah, I'm going to be doing crunches. It's going to be awesome. My body fat's finally down enough that uh, abs would be visible if I did crunches. Mm-hmm. I was on that for all of two days before I quit. So like, <laughs> well, fuck, remember you're, I don't know. Like I did it, and like uh, my stomach hurt. Not my stomach. My my abdominal muscles hurt the next day. So I'm like, eh, and I did it then. And I'm like, yeah, it hurts more. I, and then I just didn't do it. Uh, you should try jump roping. I think jump roping would be good for you. I'm an upstairs neighbor, so I would drive my downstairs neighbors No, insane. I don't mean in your apartment. I mean, like, go outside to that big empty field where they filled in the pool. I have some good news, though. Like, it's possible that come this summer I will move out of here and into a different apartment. And I will still be not only the upstairs neighbor, but I'll be the upstairs neighbor times, too, because I'll be on the third floor. And so it'll be even more people that would be annoyed to hell that I'm jump roping in there. Wait, are you staying in the same apartment complex? No, no, no. Uh, different one. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so, yeah, stay safe. Quarantine yourself. Uh, you know, and it's... What I really hate is people are... You, there are all these news stories right now where people are like, did you know that this rock star has now started sewing masks for people? And da-da-da-da-da. And I just... I'm like, I don't... know those fucking masks! No one gives a shit about your masks! Everybody that wears a t-shirt has a fucking mask! Make ventilators, you asshole! We need machines that can breathe for us! That's the shortage! Hmm. Yep. Now, I do see people in, like, the um, uh, the other types of masks. Surgical masks, uh, the masks you'd wear for, like, cutting they're not, grass They're not going to help you unless you're, like, super yeah. close to people. Uh, washing Those... your hands and just, yeah, just limiting Gloves. your contact. 
Gloves help. Washing your hands help. Uh, don't touch your face help. Even though not touching your face is so fucking difficult. People don't understand that. That you so, you unconsciously touch your face like 100 times a day, 300 times easy, a day. There's an easy way to do it, man. Wear one of those combs like dogs do after <laughs> surgery so you don't like touch yourself. No. You just get some uh, you get some rubber gloves and then you just keep a jalapeno in a little bag in your pocket and then you rub it on your little your little gloves and you will not touch your face more than once. <laughs> I like um, that because I was chopping jalapenos once and apparently uh, I touched the I guess I picked my nose. I must have. Uh-huh. That's all I can. I must have picked my nose and tweaked my mustache mm-hmm. uh, because I had jalapeno fire in my nostrils. And just right across my mustache, just my whole mustache oh, no. was burning, like like I was wearing a mustache made of fire. This is uh, somewhat related to that. I just bought these um, kettle chips, jalapeno, or yeah, jalapeno flavored, right? They're normally not so hot, but these were fresh out of the uh, the cart. So I guess whenever they're or freshly delivered to the store because they had sold out of everything. The entire chip aisle was just barren except for these chips, and they were just putting them on the shelf. So I just grabbed a bag. I thought they'd be fine. They were fucking hot. So I was just sitting there just like suffering, eating one chip after the next. <laughs> and that, that, that's the entire story. But yeah, that was that was really rough. So the big question comes is, do you think that this is going to cause... Because they keep trying to save the stock market, and everyone goes, oh, thank God, the stock market rallied. And I go, you know what really ruins confidence in the stock market? When there are dead people basically piled in the streets because we don't have enough people to take the dead people away. No one's doing jobs. Like All non-essential jobs are shutting down. The stock market is going to keep crashing harder So here's the other thing. Here's the other thing I didn't think about until I read an article about it today. So what happens when all the police come down with the coronavirus? Um, shit. Yeah, that's a good question. What happens to a city? The cops are everywhere right now. Like, I was helping someone move out of a, a college dorm yesterday. It was full of police officers just, like, chilling in there. I don't know why. They might have been disaster staging, you know? Could have been. They had people pushing elevator buttons for the students wearing gloves. So yeah. that was weird. But Except, except uh, for the, uh, the floor I was going to was, like, one that no one was supposed to be checking out of yet. So no one was there to push the button at the, that floor. So fun fact. In New York right now, seven percent of the uh, the NYPD is called in sick. That's seven oh, percent, no. and this is yeah, and this is the epicenter. So what happens? I again ask you, you're gonna but have that to bring seven. In... That seven huh? percent has probably been exposed to the other ninety three percent. You realize, yeah. so they're all about to in two weeks. They're all about to come down with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what happens to Law and Order? Uh, you're gonna have to bring in federal troops and put the city under martial law. I'm actually gonna be interested to see. In New York, are we going to seal off the whole city? No one gets in or out with a pass until we mitigate the crisis. I think that, that's what it's going to come to. That's why you're thinking about fleeing it early. I am. Maybe. We'll see. I'm actually... It, I'm torn between, like, uh, wanting to flee it early and wanting to just, like, uh, podcast from the uh, epicenter of doom. Yeah, this is Pete podcasting from uh, inside the dome. It's uh, day three and all the toilet paper's gone. There are people wandering the streets shooting each other. Oh, it's madness. Why do I sound like fucking, uh, <laughs> what's his name from the Andy Griffith show? <laughs> because it's the end of the world and you've gone crazy. Um, <laughs> I guess. And their microphone's not hooked up to anything. And also the microphone is a shoe. <laughs> My other voice for you is like the uh, the male goblin from Warcraft. Hey, look, let me tell you what's going on here. Everyone's <laughs> killing each other. It's crazy. It's a madhouse. Oh, so I sound like Dr. Girlfriend? Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, to give it a little bit of levity, uh, I'd like to move into a Dear Wesley, if we've still got time. 
we do. Uh, let me make sure that I don't have any other notes. Uh, well, basically, we're just watching. You know, we're just like we're just watching things unfold. And so far, the federal government. By the way, I meant to add this: the federal government, besides not doing anything, um, they're right now they're they're trying to get Congress to pass a law so that they can indefinitely suspend habeas corpus. Oh, uh, cool! And they're they are outbidding states for supplies. And that's it. That's literally that's all they've done. Um, like. Speaking of bills, there's like two bills that are being floated. One we've talked about before, the um, you know 1.6 billion for the ultra wealthy, and yeah. then the other one is um, like emergency supplies for doctors. Guess which party proposed which bill? That's right, the GOP wants to pay off money to billionaires. The Democrats want to actually try and save lives, and the other side is uh, of course blocking each other. So like nothing's gonna probably get through. Well, what's going to happen? So right now, you know, in New York and other places, they're slowly catching up. Yeah, all the non-essentials have been shut down, right? So a lot of people right. are—they're not going to work my, and they're not getting paid. But my town was just uh, put under a state of emergency uh, as a mid—not uh, like the last midnight we went through, but the one before that. Like bills, right there at midnight, it went under state emergency. We're banned from having gatherings of more than two people. Right. Uh, but the thing is, so people's jobs have been suspended, but rent and utility bills have not been suspended. Um, and people are going to run out of money. And when people run out of money, how are they going to get food and essentials? We've probably got, like, the next two to three weeks are going to be critical and very interesting to see what's going to happen. Because as the yeah. stimulus package is held up in whatever, that means people aren't getting money they need now. Uh, are you going to try to evict people in the middle of a pandemic? They're not because, like, that's already starting to happen in New York. Like, rent's coming due and people can't pay because they are a lot of people are losing their jobs. Like, we have a mutual friend. I don't know if we should say, like, the don't name. Give, don't give real names. Uh, let's call him, um, Ron Sharbert. Uh, Ron is, um, he was just let, laid off for his job for exactly two weeks. Uh, okay. It might be longer, but right now he's just been fired. And they said, come back in two weeks and you can get your job back. But, like, it's being shut down because they have to cease all production during the uh, the corona outbreak. Yeah. And in the meantime, uh, Ron's just uh, SOL. Um, and but, it is right now, it is currently about six days until the first of the month. So um, a lot more people's rent's going to start coming due. Additionally, and what's going to happen once you know we was, start resuming putting people back into work? You're going to have three months of old rent due. That's not going to work, right? So, but what was going on is I, I heard this was happening in New York. You I, you might know more about it than me, or maybe you haven't heard about it. But landlords have ceased evicting people for the time being. Have you right. heard anything about that? Uh to an extent, but there's not really like they're talking about it. But there's the problem is people need money. Um, and it doesn't need to be a rent pause. It needs to be a rent like cancellation. You yeah. know what I mean? That would be for the best. Like the the wealthy need to just accept that they need to not. And be... if you want to, well, the thing is, if you want to reclaim lost rent, then you can go apply to FEMA after the disaster's over and see if they can pay out to you. That would be nice, actually. But no, the problem um, is nobody's doing anything, and we're about to hit a critical point. And stuff yeah. should have already been in the works because. People aren't going to have any money, and I'm interested to see. Are we going to see civil unrest? I have another friend who has gone home because of uh, the coronavirus, and like they live off campus. But while uh, this whole thing's going on, they're going to continue to live at home instead of on their off-campus housing. And But they have to continue to pay rent for a place that they're not living at in the meantime. So that's just a major drain on their account. And also... Um, this was something that was pointed out to me by yet another person. 
everyone that has meal plans on campus right now, because I live right across the street from a, 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 a decently sized college, uh, has a few tens of thousands of students. But all those meal plans and all the um, money that they're granted to buy groceries with as part of the meal plan, they get um, dining dollars that let them buy groceries on campus stores. Right. All of that money is basically just going to evaporate. Like they can't spend it on anything. So the college is just going to pocket the profits. Really? Yeah. That that's what it seem seems illegal. like. Yeah. So, um, apparently there's going to be some kind of reimbursement, but it's not going to be for nearly the full amount. And the college is trying to like, you know, wiggle their way out of even paying that. Yeah. A lot of people are going to get screwed and it's really, it's really not going to go well. I but don't the know. The rich how... are going to try to, because the rich know that they're going to lose a lot of money from this. So they're going to try to pocket as much as they possibly can at the expense of everyone else. But right. they can't, they're going to be doing it on such a scale that it's actually going to have a noticeable effect on people because the way this world is run, everyone is walking the razor's edge all the time. And it's right. so easy to just lose everything. Well, everyone, the... Almost everyone lives paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. No one the has like, is, a nest egg put aside the, anymore. The, the problem is you can't, you can only squeeze people to a certain point and and uh, eventually we're already pretty close to not having anything left to squeeze and they won't being out of work uh how are like i'm very lucky that i'm still being paid because i work for the city um mm -hmm. but no one else uh is anybody that works in the service industry or any of that stuff no one's everyone is home they're not making any money and their money's yeah. going to start running out and rent's going to come due and i'm very yep. interested to see what's going to happen yeah speaking of which like uh, my situation's not too much better i'm uh I have um, wealthy benefactors, um, <clears throat> Mar, that will be um, <laughs> Mom and Dad paying uh, a good bit just because, um, like my uh, or my job or that I'm a journalist. I work at a small small town newspaper, and a lot of what I do is cover like government meetings, cover school you meetings. Would but you would assume that the paper would be like more than ever be like, Pat, we need you. We've got to cover the pandemic instead of like. Well, there's no more county meetings. I guess we'll fold it up. I mean, I, I would have to go talk to people in person. I mean, of course, all the interviews I have scheduled for uh, this and next week are going to be telephone only, but there's yeah. not a lot of that. And they can't, like, send people to take pictures right now. So, you know, without pictures, they're not... I mean, I could do it, but again, they wouldn't send me either. They wouldn't send anyone. So without pictures you usually don't get a lot of eyes on articles because the majority of newspaper readers just read the headlines and look at the pictures. And if they're in the story, they might look for their own name in the story to make sure it's spelled right. right. And that's yeah. it. You're, you're just not going to get too many people interested in the paper these days. So it's going to shrink down to basically just being a series of ads. And yeah, for, well, for the makes, time being. If it makes you feel better, you know, I, I'm in a pretty good spot right now uh, because also my, my apocalypse brain, thank God, is balanced out by my, I, I should actually just start calling her my voice of reason, my wonderful girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, we keep having these mini conversations where just like we're doing something that I just go, ammunition, we need bullets. And she's like, we don't, no, we do, we're, we're fine. We've got, we got food in the fridge. We don't need bullets. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then like, we'll be fine. And then like, you know, uh, a few hours later, I'll be like, bear traps. We should surround the apartment in bear traps. And like, she'll talk me down from that. What she doesn't understand, though, is that the food in the fridge knows where you live, Peter. You're going <laughs> to need bullets for that. You're not a good voice of reason, Pat. That's why I'm <laughs> glad that we're not dating. <laughs> yeah. You like too much to egg stuff on, like, see where it goes. He'd be like, bear traps, bear traps. I'm like, yeah, but what about the buoy pits? You haven't even started to, like, file down the bamboo, bamboo pokers. <laughs> no, we can get those party skewers from Walmart. Let's go. <laughs> 
We need tiki torches. <laughs> we'll, we'll cover them in gasoline. So whenever you light them, the whole thing catches fire. That's actually a brilliant idea. You light one tiki torch, and then your house is surrounded by a circle of fire. I like the way you think. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, everything else I have written down here is just like awful Trump stuff. Like he has started to call the state department, the deep state department. And well, here's he says funny. all these other conspiracy theories. Here's what's funny about shit. this idiot. He's used to just saying, like he said, we have some really wonderful drugs. They're going to be game changers. Right. So he's used he's, to just lying and puttering yeah. on along and other people clean up his mess. But yeah. right now he's fucking killing people. Well, the thing is he uh, has never met a disaster that uh, that hasn't, that doesn't go away in a couple of news cycles. Yeah, um, because most of it is stuff that his lawyers can just sort of push yeah, yeah, to the yeah. side. So there's no way you're going to... This is it. There's no way you're going to push this aside. This may actually cause him to lose the re-election if enough people die because of government inaction. I saw a thing the yeah. day where someone goes, Hey, guess what? Now we're all Puerto Rico. And I go, fuck, yeah, we are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Trump was... <clears throat> here we go. I have the, I'm just going to read this. You think US... he's going to come throw paper towels at us? Oh, that'd be wonderful. Oh, no, because they're all sold out everywhere. <laughs> they're all sold out. <laughs> he can't even throw paper towels and say, mission accomplished. I right, see. This first line was written by me, and then everything else was, I think, copy-pasted. As expected, Trump displays a weak, slow, ineffective, and indecisive leadership. He exists only to make things worse, not better. Okay, the rest of this is copy-pasta copy from something. I don't remember. I usually write down my sources, but fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah, fuck it. We're all uh, going to die anyway. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. Uh, U.S. intel agency strongly warned Trump in January and February about the dangers posed by the coronavirus, while Trump and his media lackeys played down the threat, leading Trump to fail to stop the coming health care and economic meltdown. Uh, quote, Donald Trump may not have been expecting this, but a lot of other people in the government were. Uh, they just couldn't get him to do anything about it, the official noted to the Post. Oh, I guess this is the Washington Post, is what I'm quoting. Uh, the system was blinking red. But yeah, like, people were trying to tell him about it, and I remember Trump was like, talking about something else he didn't want to hear it because it was bad news yeah it was whatever and of course the deplorables have all said well what you should have done is stop stop trying to impeach him and then he would have had time to deal with this man well, well what's really funny is right now the new buttery males is swine flu swine flu yeah 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 the new buttery males is like obama you know how many americans God-fearing Americans died of the goddamn swine flu that old bummer imported into the United States. Like, and I'm like, hey, that doesn't matter because civil order is about to break down, you fucking idiot. So who gives a shit? Citizens were killed by the swine flu. Enter. Um, okay. 2009 uh, swine flu epidemic. Uh... This was so early in his presidency, we could just about blame this on Bush, but whatever. I don't think the president has anything to do with the swine flu, though. Well, All right, I'm looking for U.S. casualties. These uh, are the same people that were like, where was Obama during 9-11? Oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, From, oh, I, Jesus. There was I, actually 12,000 Americans died to the swine flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, why aren't we worried about the swine flu? You know, more people die in vehicular accidents than have ever died of this pandemic. And I'm like... It's still working on it, though. Like, this is still the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, it... there's more. This yeah, is just... like being five minutes into, like, a Jason Voorhees film and being like, you know, Michael Myers has killed way more people than yeah. Jason has. We're five just... minutes into the film. Give him a second. Yeah, give him a fucking minute, man. Like, he'll kill more. Trust me. 
Yeah. People are stupid. I don't like all these, the flu has killed way more people. You know, the flu's been at it for a long time. This motherfucker has been at it about five minutes, and he's already about wrecked the economy. Yeah, yeah, like that's fucking major. People don't realize how major that is until it bites them in the ass. And, oh, it will. This is biting everyone in the ass in the fucking world. Like, it's, uh, it's, what is hey, look, it? It's not just biting us in the ass, man. It's biting us in the ass, the butt cheeks, the balls, the taint. Yep, all of it, all of it. Okay, one last note, and then we can get to the Dear Wesleys, and that's right. uh, my uh, CNN update news. I okay. decided I decided that I would tune in to CNN for the first time in forever. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to see where this is going, because I hope they're still on the thing that made you angry. <laughs> kind of. So, Oh, the Malaysian airliner. Yeah. Oh, we're still looking for the Malaysian airliner. <laughs> we, we think that maybe... Maybe the pilots and everybody on board of the Malaysia airliner may have died of COVID-19. You're like, yeah, I but, fucking hate you. Yeah, I keep wanting to call it COVID-19, speaking of, you know, like a bird. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. So I turn my teeth. First of all, I have to figure out, like, what um, HD um, channel uh, my cable is because I haven't watched it in so long. And so I get it set to the right one. And then I have to figure out what channel CNN is. And I get it to that. And I get it to that just as Wolf Blitzer saying, and then it immediately goes to commercials. Like, not even a second. Like, I can't even figure out what the establishing shot is. It's showing like a podium. And like, before I can even take in the scene, it blips to commercials like instantly. And I'm like, fuck. I'm someone who's had an ad blocker on his uh, web window for years. So I'm not used to commercials and I'm not right. used to suffering them. And my first impression of CNN after all this time is commercials. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll wait out the commercials like people are waiting out the coronavirus. So I go and I put on a cup of coffee and I like go and do some other stuff. I don't remember what anymore. Like uh, I have like a whole cycle of things that I go and take care of. I make the bed. I uh, check my phone. I see, you know, what all the new Snapchats are. I go, I pour my coffee. I look up. It's still on commercials. I shit you not. It is still on. I brewed an entire pot of coffee and poured it. And I'm sitting there drinking it, watching the commercials. And there's another three commercials at that point before they finally get back to CNN. And it's Wolf Blitzer standing there, and he has a death counter sitting next to him. I'm like, okay, so they're going with the uh, whole scare the shit out of people angle. There's like, okay, there's four numbers. One is worldwide corona cases, worldwide deaths. U.S. corona cases, U.S. deaths. Those are the four numbers. And the podium <clears throat> that I saw for like a split second is Trump's about to come up and give a speech. I'm like, what? What? And that's when I realized, oh, right, uh, Trump's upset that there's something on the news besides him, so he wants to make it all about him by holding, like, daily press briefings or press conferences, which, you know, they completely shut down press briefings until suddenly Trump's not the center of attention, and now he's just being a petulant child wanting to be in front of the camera all the time, and he start and Trump waddles out onto the stage, and I'm like, no, and I just turn the TV back off. I'm like, this is, <laughs> I'm not watching Trump, because I do not give a shit about what he says. He lies 97% of the time. Time. There's no way you can discern truth from his words. Like, there's, uh, I just, there's it's kind of like, it's kind of like somebody said, uh, the rapper Ja Rule said, Yo, I'll be in Alaska if anybody needs me. And someone just commented, like, Ja, nobody's needed you since 2005, which was like the last <laughs> time he had a hit. <laughs> yep. Feel the same way about Trump. I don't give a shit what he has to say. He can provide nothing. Unless the thing he's saying is, I'm dying. Mike Pence is dying. We will no longer be running the country. I don't give a shit. That's the only thing I, could, I would want to hear him say. 
I would be so happy. Look, folks, I have an idea. There's this measles pill, and I just took it, and I made Mike Pence take it. He didn't see it because I hid it in his he's mashed basically, potatoes. He's basically your crazy aunt with, like, I don't know if you've seen those stupid COVID-19, like, fucking fake scientific, like, listen, uh, I heard this from a friend of mine who's a doctor in Spain. It enters through your throat, and it takes four days to get from your throat to your lungs. So if you sip water and tea every 20 minutes and keep your throat moistened, you will not get COVID-19. <sighs> like, shut the fuck up. That's not how a virus works, you fucking Did moron. Did you hear what, uh, who was it? I can't remember if it was Lumpy Hannity or Alex Jones, but one of them said that the best oh wait no it was it was um god what's that other guy's name Tuck, tucker carlson he said that the way you can tell if you have the coronavirus or not is to hold your breath for 10 seconds and if you can hold your breath for 10 seconds that means your lungs are still very strong and you do not have the virus so then you're safe to go out and mingle with people nope uh that was just a weird thing to see how bad your lung function was but that in no way tells you if you have it or not yeah so like these people Fox News and the Trump administration are fucking killing people with their incompetence now. Yep. Like, they were already killing people with, like, the baby cages and their shitty treatment of Puerto Rico and everything else that they've done and their whole horrific administration uh, bombing people at random in foreign countries for no goddamn reason, etc. Well, that's been but, going on for a while, but, yeah, they're not making the, it any better. Uh, the baby cages are new. The, yeah. uh, ugh. But the, the bombing brown people is just a proud American tradition we've done since we found brown people and bombs. Yeah, yeah. We found out you could put them together, like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, it's like, you got, like you, got, you got bombs on my brown people. You got brown people <laughs> on my exploding bomb. Wait a minute. I got an American idea. <laughs> Genocide. Yeah. We're horrible. All right, dear Wesley. Dear Wesley, <laughs> am I an asshole for kicking out my dad and his pregnant wife out of the home I legally own after they sent my depressed sister to live with my aunt? They sent her sister away? I, I'm actually interested to see how this one's going to go, but no, I, I don't feel bad. I, I'm already on this lady's side. I'm like, fuck your dad and his pregnant wife. Yeah. All right, let's 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 hear it. Well, Wesley, my mother passed away three years ago. The family home where I and my sister grew up was willed to me. It right. was her ancestral property, and she wanted her daughter to have it. The other vacation home went to my 16-year-old sister. Our father remarried six months after my mom passed away and moved his new wife in. My sister says that woman has removed all of our family pictures from the main living area. She removed our mom's pictures as well. Now all of these pictures adorn the walls of my sister's room. Well, recently, our father and his wife announced that they were pregnant with twins. My sister didn't take it well. She's not over mom's death, and she had a breakdown after the announcement. The night of my sister's 16th birthday party, she brought a lot of friends over, and the party went on until the next morning. Well, my dad's wife, who was out with our father on vacation, returned the same morning and lost her cool when she saw the kids passed out on the living room floor. Our dad knew about the party. They just got home earlier than expected. His wife proceeded to lose her cool and had a big shouting match with my sister and said that my sister was just like our mom and was a burden on our dad. And then she asked her to leave and sent her packing to our aunts. Uh, right there, if that bitch doesn't own the house, she can fucking pack it up. Yeah, like, holy shit. I don't yeah. know what's wrong with her. Like, they knew that this party was going on and they're upset that it was going on. And also, why... Why does it bother her that there are passed out people at a from a party in her in the living I mean, room that she doesn't be, own that she's lucky enough to get to live at? I mean, you can be ticked off, but you should never tell somebody like you're a burden, just like your dead mom. Like, whoa, what? <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's not a thing anybody should have said to them. That's just yeah. Mm, yeah. So, 
Uh, I was furious when I got to know about it. I showed up. Uh, I showed up home the next day and asked them to leave within a week. She's seven months pregnant. Had no idea that the house belonged to me. I know I shouldn't <laughs> be kicking a pregnant woman out, but I don't want my spineless father and his wife to abuse my sister anymore. My father called me a cruel brat and now wants to challenge our mom's will. He can try. My mom's family has already appointed their family lawyer to fight my case. Am I the asshole? Uh, I'm going to start and say it. Absolutely not. Fuck this dude and his fucking wife. Uh, figure some shit out, shitbird. Yeah, so there's probably some unspoken tension between her and her dad if she's willing to uh, boot him to the curve, too. He doesn't sound like he's a very good provider if the mother left the house to them to the not daughter him. clearly yeah, so... yeah this guy seems like a robin williams for mrs doubtfire without like a redemption arc yeah like um so there's definitely stuff that she's not telling us but it's all stuff that's like really not good for him he would definitely be revealed to be way more of an asshole if we knew like anything about him and also who the fuck do they think they are sending a 16 year old away uh, After their mom because, died, yeah, yeah, like she's going through some shit, and they're gonna do that to her, yeah. to a kid. I'm always, I'm always upset, and I've always felt like, you know, and this is probably mean, but if you're, if you're the, if you're the stepmom or the stepfather, and you're replacing. <laughs> The you know you're coming in after a parent has died. You have to step yeah. lightly because that parent's relationship with that kid is more important than you are right now. You know, yeah. Like for the grieving process, so you should just shut the fuck up for a while. Yeah, like just fucking tread lightly. I mean, also just try and be a good person in general. But if you're yeah. not, tread lightly. Just be. But that's Hank one of those. That's one of those bad. nice like. Oh, you don't own the house, motherfucker. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I like that she wasn't aware of that, so she thought that she could speak with impunity. So this also, so this asshole didn't even tell his wife that he doesn't even own the house. Yeah, so like he's clearly a scumbag if he yeah. kept that from her. Yeah, and so fucking. Uh, also, it doesn't sound like he had a good relationship with uh, his dead wife's family. If his dead wife is already appointed a fucking lawyer, you know, and like his daughters have sided against him, you know. And yeah, the family is already like coming out for her. Yeah, so fuck that dude and his pregnant wife. Sorry, sorry for the kids, but fucking you know, go rent a, go rent an apartment. Yeah, but put them up for adoption yeah. and try again in a few years whenever uh, you get your financial situation sorted. Or out. once you have them, maybe you could send them off to live with your aunt. <laughs> Just true. Apparently, she has room for kids. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, um, what would Wesley's solution to that be? <laughs> oh, tell her she can she can live out back in the doghouse with a uh, fat kitty and fat dog. <laughs> well, Wesley has weird names for his fucking animals. <laughs> it's fat kitty. She's very nice, but oh, I think she's trying to get pregnant. Oh, but this but but the mother-in-law she got pregnant, so she can live with fat kitty, and they can have their kittens together. <laughs> That's what I would do. You slip them some old pizza bread under the door, everything will work out fine. <laughs> Ah, wonderful. Yeah, we're fucking jerks, but I don't know, man. I just think when you lose a family member that, like, people really should be, like, very... And also, like, you know, especially if a parent just died and you're going to be like, we're going to take all the family photos down, like... That's yeah, that's another move. thing. She was already yeah. being a terrible person. Yeah, 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 so fucking... Which ugh. I believe 
strongly contributed to uh, the younger sister like having a breakdown because now she's completely surrounded by pictures of the person she lost and she can't go like a second in her room without seeing what's bringing yeah. her so much pain. If they were still evenly distributed throughout the house, yeah. then she wouldn't see it quite so well, often. Well, the worst, the worst thing you want to do is ruin, and it's you or at can least even, quite so you, concentrated. You but, can even yeah. combine this to like what's going on with people right now. People really, in, in times of trouble, need things to be as normal as they possibly can for them. You know, completely yeah. upending someone's life and their sense of normalcy is really, really hard on people. And that's one of the reasons yeah. people are struggling right now because they're scared and they have nothing mm -hmm. but time on their hands. And so, like, she lost yeah. her mom. And so she just, like, now the house is different. Now all the photos are down. Like, all that stuff really, you know, adds up to destroy your sense of what is normal. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of socialites out there that are not faring too well right now because they're just stuck inside all the time. And, like, even a day of that is fucking people up whenever they start to think about how much longer they're going to have to be putting up with it. Now, me, I'm a gamer, so I'm used to just sort of huddling, you know, hunt you know, squatting down inside and just being there for a long time. That's not going to bother me. Being completely isolated is not going to bother me for a very long time to come. Yeah, I'm actually but reading a, I'm I'm reading not a book everyone. right now about the end of the world, and I swear to God, it's like your, this, this guy is you, and it's like your paradise. <laughs> um, he was at a cabin to do some writing, and uh, everyone died of a really bad disease. And anyway, he didn't die, so now he's wandering around civilization. And he runs into people here or there, but like he doesn't really want to hang out with them. And, like, he's just kind of fine in his solitude, yeah. uh, just riding around the country, you know, just looking at things. I, I have been for, like, the last, I was about to say a year and a half. God, it's been, like, five months. For the last five months, I've been a lot more social than I've been in a long time. But, like, that's just sort of a weird recent thing. It's um, and probably not something that'll last forever, forever. I don't know. Uh, but for the most part, for most of my life, I've been perfectly content just sort of hunkered down in my uh, apartment, just like playing World of Warcraft and uh, ignoring the world around me. Well, I'm not going to lie, man. I actually miss going to work. Uh, just Well, that's that's you. You've always been like an extreme extrovert. Yeah, well, I mean, like I'm fine right now because I'm, I'm stuck, you know, uh, in isolation with my wonderful girlfriend who I don't know how much longer she's going to be able to stand it because she's stuck in here with me. Um, yeah so that's that's not bad uh but no like uh i'm i needed time off of work which was nice but now i'm just kind of like because they might cancel the rest of the school year it's very possible no schools are going to go back in session yeah um, that's most likely what's going it's already been confirmed for the college i'm next to yeah. like it's not reopening uh, everything's going to be online not a single class will be on campus all the students have been moved out it's all just shutting down until summer and we don't know if anything's going to be here during the summer yet right yeah because this could go on for months so uh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit like you know I, I hate a lot of things about the way education works but i the, the main part of education the actual teaching of kids i loved you know the actual nuts and bolts of it yeah everything else but, can go fuck itself but that was the part i liked I, I just realized it took you like you were going through a thing with um, needing time off from work, let's say, and you had just gotten a lot of that sorted out. And now you get time off from work right after that happens. Yeah. You know, be careful what you wish for. Right. I mean, <laughs> wow. time enough to last. No, my glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, all my students. 
That's uh, that's actually how I felt recently when I thought that um, I was going to move out of this apartment after, God, 10 years I've been here. And I was finally going to move. And then I'm like, oh, shit, because of the coronavirus, I'm not. And I was like, it was time now. <laughs> time enough at last. I was going to get the fuck. But now it's looking like I am going to move after all. So I don't know. Things are weird. And if the world doesn't end, I'm, uh, I'm out east soon. And if the world does end, I might as well leave and, like, just wander off into the wilderness too, right? Like one way or the other. Well, this they're actually be like telling you not to do last. that right now. There's a bunch of like things where they're pleading for you not to hike the Appalachian Trail because you will infect all the little towns along the way and all those people will die. Shit. Yeah. So, so, so our escape plan. Well, what are we going to do, Peter? Our secondary escape plan. I'm telling you, Pat. We're going to go down south and we're going to live as fishermen. I'm willing to do that. I, I want to go fishing so badly. You have no idea. Pretty much. We're going to buy fish bait. Well, we don't need to buy fish bait. Oh, my God. We can catch fish bait. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Well, I was we're going to go down to the coast, and we're just going to fish. That's going to be our life. We're going to be fishermen. Oh, we're going to be on the coast, like um, the Tybee Island assholes. Kind of. Although, well, no, we're not going to the beach. We're going to the intercoastal waterway. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go. You remember that time we went out to my uncle's place out by the marsh and all that? Yeah, we're going to go live yeah, out there. Well, we're going to be like fish people. I love that place. Yeah, I remember it very well. We had clams. Yeah, that's going to be like that forever. Yep, yep. Yep. So uh, um, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, so if you're listening to this, take heart. Uh, stay safe. Try to stay isolated. Don't take any undue risks. Wash your fucking hands and, like, you know, just don't be crazy. Just be reasonable. Yep, yep. Don't buy all the toilet paper. You will have enough. Yeah, uh, you don't not, need enough to pass st- on to your grandchildren. There's not a stuff shortage. It's just people got to limit their physical contact, and it's very yeah. hard for people to do. I. Yeah. So, <clears throat> with all that said, Pete, hit him with the socials. Uh, fuck. It's been so long. What are our socials? Our socials are, you can tweet to us at those muckrakers on Twitter. Uh, you can email us at those muckrakers at gmail.com. If you want to send us your own Dear Wesley story, we can uh, read it on the air and uh, names can be changed to protect the innocent, or we could just name the innocent because fuck them. Or if you have questions about famous plagues, uh, that would actually be a little fun thing for us to do in the midst of the lockdown is to uh, give you stories on famous plagues from history. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was just looking at the uh, the timestamp, and uh, we actually made another hour-long podcast for the first time in forever. Fantastic. So, hell yeah, look at that. And a um, couple last things. Uh, while you're stuck inside thinking, oh, I don't have anything to do. Well, now you do. You can read Dusk Belt, number one and two. Uh, Give Me Back My Life and Super Lad. They are both available, and since I'm pretty much on lockdown for a while... And my social life just completely moved away. Uh, I will be writing a lot more books that you can also buy in the future. The third one will be out soon-ish, kind of. Yeah, you don't even have to touch anybody. You can download it digitally. That's right. It's available on Kindle. But if you do want a physical copy of it, order it after the plague is ended and just stick it on your shelf. You're safe to order stuff from Amazon. Just don't let the delivery guy cough in your mouth. That's true. That's true. Do what Pete says and order books, lots of books. And then yeah. you can throw them at people whenever they start hoarding toilet paper. Oh, that's it. If you're out of toilet paper, order like 500 copies of our books and yeah, buy uh, our wipe books. your ass with Read them. a page, wipe your ass. Read a page, wipe your ass. Read a page, wipe your ass. That's the new motto. That's what you got to do. If you need hand sanitizer, rub it on a page, then rub it on your hands. Exactly. <laughs> See, we're multifaceted here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone, remember, as soon as the uh, the outro jingle happens, stay tuned for Wesley's song. It's coming up now.
Don't you step on those dirty cracks, or you'll get touched by Jack. If you don't watch out for that whore, you're gonna get her peace forevermore. Yuckity yuck, go kiss Jack. Just finished flicking boogers at the room. Let's see you hit someone who's in Zoom. Get all that done out of sight. Or you don't go out to recess fight. Yuckity yuck, go kiss Jack. You just put on your favorite show. Or you ain't gonna know who is a hoe. And when you finish doing that, bring in the rooster and put out the buzzard. Yuckity yuck, go kiss Jack. Don't let rip no dirty farts Your father's up that he knows the gooks Just tell your mom we got rats And slide that shit under the mat Yookity yook, go kiss Jack Yookity yook, yookity yook, yookity yook Yookity yook, yookity yook